All right, we are rolling. We got some levels going. Uh, I hope so. Let's shall we zoom in and see? Oh, we have oh, levels. Look at those levels. Look at those levels. Oh my gosh, best levels I've seen in quite a while. That's it's like Mario. <laughs> Sponsored by Nintendo. Mario level maker. Have you ever played it? No, but I've heard a lot about it. I've, I played. I played like pre-made levels because mm-hmm. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a game designer. Sure. Uh, people are crazy. The levels some people make, like just the death traps and. Also, there are, like, some weird theoretical things that go into that that are, like, can you make a level that's impossible to complete? It seems like you might be able to. But you can, but the problem is you have to... You can't export it because you have to beat it before you can, right? Right. So then, but there's, like, weird ways around it. I was watching some clickbait YouTube video about it at some point, but, yeah. I saw some video. There's a level that deleted itself as soon as one person beat it. Huh. It's, like, the super hard level, and you can't ever prove you beat it. But this guy streamed it, so like he had proof. Well, there you go. It's on the internet. It's proof. You're listening to Ketchup Cast, the podcast where, believe it or not, we do not discuss condiments. Cat, what is up? What's he doing? How do you tell him apart? Oliver's got sort of a triangular white on his nose, and he doesn't have a little white patch on his tail, and Gus has sort of a more rounded white patch at the top of his nose, and then he's got nothing on his tail. I mean, he's got a white patch on his tail. Huh. Also, Gus is crazy, and Oliver's kind of chill. <laughs> so. But it took a while. When we first got him, I just sort of called him Buddy, and hey, you. Hey, boys. But now. Yeah. Boys. Gus is cuddlier most of the time. Mm-hmm. Oliver has, like, really intense, like, I need attention now or I'm going to die moments, and the rest of the time he's pretty chill to do his own thing. Right. It seems like Gus is, like, 45 and Oliver's like 15. Yeah. Yet they're both. Yet they're both like a year old. Yeah. But very big. Kitty cats. So what should we talk about? Cat talk. Cat talk. Welcome <laughs> to cat talk. We've rebranded. Uh, make sure to keep sending in pictures of your furry friends. Uh, we like cats. Of course, that's the name of the podcast. But as always, dogs are welcome. Catch a cat. <laughs> catch, catch a cat. Welcome to catch a cat. And then let it free if it wants to be free. Uh, we, we love all animals except birds because they don't have fur. So keep those monstrosities. Birds have fur. Birds have fur? Some birds might have fur. I don't... I, no. You know, you know, like... <laughs> you know, like... You know, like the... F- f- like, a bird that's, like, fuzzy. It doesn't have, like, like, flight feathers, but, like... Sort of, like... I guess that's true. Penguins are kind of fuzzy. Or furry. Yeah. Furry penguins. Well, I, they're probably still feathers, so... Are, isn't fur just modified feathers? No, I think it's fundamentally different. You think it's the other way Because even, like, down, which is the fuzzy feather stuff on on birds, is still, like, feathers. Uh-huh. I think. I'm not an expert. It's not my... My natural history professor is going to be angry at me. I watched, I watched a documentary that had a penguin in it, but it didn't talk about the fur or anything. Uh, was there tap dancing? No. Was It was there... just a depressed penguin. Uh... Walking to certain death in the mountains. Yeah. It's called Encounters at the End of the World, directed by Werner Herzog. Oh, yeah, 10 yeah, out of yeah, 10 yeah. would recommend. Uh, well, I actually, I wrote, I just wrote a paper about Herzog. Um, we had to choose, like, a documentarian and write about mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. films. Um, so I spent a lot of time in the week for the papers do watching Herzog films, listening to clips of his voice. And he's in the new Star Wars TV show, which came out the day that I turned this paper. So I spent a week writing this paper, listening to Herzog, and then I was like, oh, I'll watch Star Wars to relax. I feel like we talked about the exact Herzog. same thing. You know what? We've... Not even only, like, two days ago. I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, listeners. Herzog comes up a lot on this podcast. I like him a lot. You really bring him to the table. 
Or so we could actually bring him to the table. <laughs> On our next episode, one or guest star Lee Venner Herzog, along with his friend Baby Yoda. Uh, yeah, I feel like you bring him to the table more so than I do. I'm a fan. What can Although I, I do like Grizzly Man. Grizzly Man's a great film. Yeah. I actually have a meme about Grizzly Man. But I'll show you a little bit of meme. Let's see. Meme it. review here <laughs> on, uh, uh, where is it? Where is it? Oh, here it is. <laughs> okay. Hmm. It's like the Drake meme where Drake is like the nah face and then the like, yeah, yeah face. And the box to the right, but, but Drake's face is replaced with Warner Herzog's face. And there's a, a grizzly bear, and then a baby Yoda. And he doesn't like the grizzly bear. But he likes the baby Yoda. I don't know why. Because you would assume that he would like both if he made him. Well, no, he made, he, the whole, I mean, you've seen Grizzly Man. He talks at the end like, this is a killer. This is like, we cannot hope to, like, be one with nature. That sort of thing. Except mm-hmm. he says it far more eloquently than I did. I don't. Because he's Herzog. I don't know if that's the point of the movie. It's, it's not, but it's like, it's untamable, I guess, is. Like, they're not our friends, they're killers. That's sort of the vibe he says about... Yeah, but, like, so are we. But that's not what the film's about. Arguably, it is. It's about human people... Folly. It's about human folly. Folly. Clinton's folly. I don't know if we should get into that. (laughs) What? Clinton... No, no, not 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 not. Bill, oh, you're talking about not like Bill Clinton, Clinton, like DeWitt Clinton, Clinton, DeWitt the, the, Clinton's yeah. folly. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about the Erie Get Canal. Get your mind out of the night. Let's talk about the Erie Canal. What are, what are your thoughts on it? Is it is it gonna last or is it just a fad? What do you think? <laughs> I like how you went straight to Bill Clinton. Well, I, I mean, it's, to the times Clinton. we're living in, and you know, you know, Clinton's folly. <laughs> That's what they called it. No. I know that I was... That's what they called the Erie Canal. I know, I was doing a goof. Uh, <laughs> Just a bit. Did you honestly think I was talking about Bill Clinton? For like a split second. I don't know if you can hear it with the background listeners. That My cat cats are going is crazy. going bonkers. It's hilarious. I guess it's really funny. Sometimes you can just watch his pupils get really big all of a sudden. It's like just... He gets crazy eyes. Maybe that's called nowhere. drugs. <laughs> I think you the, take drugs and your pupils... Yeah, for sure. Yes. <laughs> do you think catnip like actually has like drug effects? I think it does. Yeah. Wild. I don't know why, or what is in it. Well, drug your cats, folks. I don't know what would happen if I took catnip. Probably. How would you inject? I don't know. Not much. It's we, probably not great. Should we Google it or should we no. should we speculate? What is speculation? Do you think that's what like, this show has thrived off of? That's true. For the past fifteen seasons. And we're going strong. Season sixteen with special guest star Stephen Fry coming soon. Clinton's Folly. <laughs> Clinton's Folly. Our, our, uh, actually, it's our Ketchup Cast musical, Clinton's Folly. Clinton's Folly. We sit and we, we talk shit about the Erie Canal <laughs> while everyone else performs. And no, we no, just we, sort of... we can't. We're, we're pro-Erie Canal. Oh, that's right. Sorry. We can't be against the Erie Canal and live where we live. Now people know where we live. Somewhere in New York State. <laughs> <laughs> Between Albany and Buffalo, oh, really. No. <laughs> that narrows it down quite a bit. Uh, Lockport. <laughs> Where are you headed? <laughs> they got locks. It's not. A, is it on a lake? Lockport? No. Where's the port come from? I get it because there's locks. It's probably there. one of the Great Lakes, right? And it's probably just like a, the river that flows. You've actually been there. Have you not been to Lockport? I'm sure I have at some point. I've, 
I feel like that's but you've like, bicycled. Through I that. bicycled through Lockport. I've I've done a lot in Lockport. There's like historical stuff. I've yeah, yeah, yeah. Locks. I kind of want to look it up. Clinton's Folly. Clinton's Folly. That's got to be the title of the episode. It's right? really just the perjury that got him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like you can do all you want in your own private life in your own Oval Office, but well, and like it, once you lie to Congress about it, yeah. You know. I'm looking up a map of Lockport. Want to find out what the uh... Clinton's Folly is? What I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I feel like we should look that up. Well, Clinton's week. Ditch, more so. Like Ontario's oh, nearest. Oh like... we can't talk about Clinton's Ditch. <laughs> it's a family show. Christ, Isaac. <laughs> it might just—it might just be the Erie Canal. Like, it's not even a lake. It's just like the Erie Canal passes through Lockport. Oh yeah, yeah. And then They had locks. Google there. search Clinton's Folly and see what happens. I'm afraid to. Is it gonna be the Erie Canal? Let's or is find it out. Be what Listeners, this is this is Clinton's. Folly. Nope, that was a period, not a space. Okay. What do we got? What are the top three hits? Here we go. Ah. Not one mentioning Bill Clinton. First hit is... Okay, well, I'll read you the, the first three hits. Ready? Erie Canal, Wikipedia. Okay. Second link is a link... Uh, University of Virginia website, the Erie Canal and DeWitt Clinton. Nice. Third one is Erie Canal-History from the History Channel. Is DeWitt his first name? Yeah. And fourth fourth um, hit is... Uh, an article from the Buffalo News entitled The Buffalo of Yesteryear, How Clinton's Folly Put Buffalo on the Map. There we go. Fifth hit, my personal favorite, <laughs> Bill Clinton. Uh, is a, Bill Clinton. a beer. Bill Clinton. It, oh, it's a mead, excuse me, a, a mead called Clinton's Folly. Should we look up this mead? We... No, no, no. DeWitt, is DeWitt like capital D, capital W? Uh, yes. I how do you have more than one capital in your name? Yeah. Mm, yeah, how yeah. can you have DeWitt more? DeWitt Clinton. Right. Unless it's like French. DeWitt. Of the wit. Oh. That's not right. that, that wouldn't be right. I think it's just his name, dude. Yeah. Fair enough. I'd ask him about it. His folly. There's some cha- challenges. Like, <laughs> maybe it was folly naming him that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm really glad that we finally tapped into the rich vein of Erie Canal. <laughs> uh, 15 miles on the Erie Canal. Should we talk about meals named Sal? Like, what, where do we go from here? Why, why, did I, why was I talking about Clinton's folly? I don't know. I don't know. How did we get on this? Uh, that's all that this podcast is about, really. Going on tangents, forgetting how we got there? Yeah. yeah. But it's nice because, like, when I go back and edit, I'll know how we got there. Right. So this and is the like, listener this knows is, how they got this there. This is Probably very meta right now. Yeah. I feel like... The listeners know us better than we know ourselves well, at this point. You know, I feel like it's easier to just listen, third-party listen to a conversation while you're, like, doing dishes or something. Well, you like, actually... Are you yeah. segueing us into this thing you texted me about? Yeah. Ago? And so, like the and you like you can follow their train of mm-hmm. thought in some ways better than the people that are actually participating in the conversation right because they're worried about like participating in the conversation you know versus you're just there you're just there listening putting it all together but sometimes i find that like like podcasts are produced so so hi- highly there's high level of production mm-hmm. in a lot of podcasts nowadays that i don't want to like like, some podcasts are, like, pretty consumable and, like, really, like, when you put on in the background. But a highly produced podcast, I feel like I have to really pay attention to right. in order to follow yeah, cause there's the plot and, stuff and, and not lose anything important. Like, I could lose a small detail and be like, oh, I totally lost it. But two dudes catching up about their what, whatever the heck. We better not be a background podcast, I swear to God. No, I, I think that's no, but I, I think I think that's an important... I think these niches are going are gonna to divide. 
The Great and, Podcast Schism of 2020? And, Are you talking and, about that? What? The Great Podcast Schism of 2020. And and they're going to follow down separate tracks of evolution where, where a certain subset of podcasts is going to be like, you listen to unintensely while you're doing work. And it's like, you can do that right. and still think your own train of thoughts because you have a paper to write at 2 a.m. Or there's the other podcasts that are like an experience. Like sit down, put on the nice right. Bose headphones stare at a blank wall and just like listen to this podcast so you're talking like it's the real housewives versus i came at thrones no i think both of those are as equally drunk food as the other okay uh, <laughs> it's, it's the uh it's the marvel movies versus like scorsese films yeah that's been big in the film like like world lately. yeah sure that's a metaphor that i don't really understand very well because i don't go to school i'm trying i'm trying making, to but apply it to yeah you know the medium that you know. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think, yeah, because, I mean, some podcasts are bad. Things, we'll look right? at it with, like, TV shows. Like, I tried, and then you, you called one of them. I was thinking Game of Thrones was, like, a big budget, like, plot-based, and, of course, that went to shit. Yeah, but I feel like that's also, like, just catering to... Sure. Like... How about... It's Real Housewives versus, like, Breaking Bad. Is that a better analogy? What's a what's an episode of a TV show that if you... Like, well, maybe that's true for... I haven't watched that much Desperate Housewives, but... Like, if you miss, like, 30 seconds of the show, you could lose the entire... Like, you could be lost, for sure, you know? Like, what's something that's so well, like, finely detailed production? Maybe, like, something like Sherlock? Yeah, could be. see one? Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen it, It's been years since I've seen it, but I recall it being very sort of clue-heavy. There's shows that are consistent, and you know you're going to turn on, it's going to be the same thing every time, it's going to be, like super so something like like a sitcom versus like a, a yeah like narrative yeah, yeah. uh like the office i see people do this all the time with the office like the office oh, could the be, office is just background show this could point. be in the background of any room in your house and would be completely fine and like that doesn't that's okay mm-hmm. you know but not saying it's a bad show it just falls on it's something you can easily but for something like a serialized show like it's a serial, like Walking Dead serialized, but that show's sort of become yeah, nothing. Yeah, really like anyways. Uh, I'm blanking on television shows. Dude, this is your... No, I, I'm, I watch movies. You watch films. Fi- the films. The films. Clinton's films. <laughs> it was big for that. You just put Clinton in front of anything. Clinton's housewives. No. Nope. What if, what if we called people out on their follies nowadays? <laughs> We're like, Ethan's follies. <laughs> I, think, I think that's something we got to bring back. Yeah. Like, oh, there's the, other follies. There was like uh, the folly of academia. Seward's is. folly was Alaska. Now, Seward's folly, Clinton's folly. You got two follies. That's it. Uh, yeah, more follies, please. Uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, Margaret Thatcher's folly. Well, that's getting into that's that's a whole nother. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> Putin's follies. <laughs> Which he has none of. He's and, perfect. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> Please don't kill us. No, no, but there's like, you yeah, the listening. office is like that perfect, like consistent. Mm-hmm. Not that every, not consistent in the way that every episode is the same. But it's, you know, sort of know what you're getting into. Yeah. And there's other shows that are like, this could, uh, maybe even, maybe even Game of Thrones is the, is the antithesis to the office. That's sort of, because it's like, it, it's very plot driven, right? Like there's, yeah. there's an arc. Anything right. with an arc, you're going to, you're going to do something. Like Huge gonna arc. Yeah. Big arc. Huge. Big. What's that? Is it in Minnesota? 
Of Gateway Arch? Gateway Arch. That's in Missouri. St. Louis. You sure? Yeah. You're the Midwest man. You should know this. That's what they call me. (laughs) Midwest Marty. (laughs) Midwest last name. I'd probably say my last name. It's it's in the link for people to send in voice messages, (laughs) which which none of you have, by the way. This podcast has been out on... The Midwest McAtee. Midwest McAtee. See? Versus the... What's there two capitals in that name? DeWitt. I don't know. I didn't make it. I didn't choose it. <laughs> it's bestowed upon me. Fair. <laughs> by, by the fates slash my parents. Mm-hmm. Should we get into that? Should we talk about why people have the, the names they do? No. Clinton's folly, however. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're 16 minutes in. It, we, it's, been, it's been largely Clinton's folly. <laughs> there's, a, there's a track at the, the outdoor center... Uh, uh, like they name all of their little, the, little um, trails, and one's called Ollie's Folly. It's, it's like the alliteration That's works. Fun, yeah. Well, it's not alliteration. Well, it's, it's it rhyme. is. It's, it's alliteration and rhyme. No, you got Ollie is O, Folly is alliteration uh, is is also within words sometimes. I thought. Be a different word for that. Is that assonance? No, that's vowel sounds that are repeated. Consonants. Nope, that's a kind of letter. What? That's kind of letter. Consonant or consonants. consonants? Oh, I don't know. Not incontinence. I don't <laughs> continents. Yo, I don't know the English language. Not like Australia is also a continent. Continent. Australia is a consonant. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Especially this intellectual like, like <laughs> having conversations podcast, and we, it's we've gone from Clinton's folly to. Naming continents. What is happening yeah. to this podcast? But if you say continent, like, and you blur it together, it sounds like consonant. Yes. So. Which is different from consonants. Right. Which is. Those are all three different words. Yes. But you can make them sound very similar. Yes. Just like DeWitt Clinton and <laughs> Bill Clinton. <laughs> very similar. Indistinguishable, I would say. Yeah. They, I can't think of anything Or. Or. Sideball here. Hillary Clinton's folly. That's what I was trying to get us away from. <laughs> That's still like a fresh topic. I don't want to like. Yeah, it's not. It's not, but like, it's old hat. No offense. <laughs> He's holding an old hat. I got an old hat. It's not that old. It's older than like my hat. Yeah. Where'd you get your hat? The lady. Where'd you get that hat? This one. <laughs> yeah. Did you get your bread sliced? Don't say it like that. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> My bread is sliced. That's let's move on. People, do people know what that is? I hope so. That's, I think it's a pretty common expression. No, listeners, do you, I was about to ask questions with good <laughs> answers in, in the comments below. Send us a DM. What do you think getting bread sliced? <laughs> We're not going to answer it on the show. We're going to leave that it's up a to vasectomy. you. No. <laughs> 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 Someone the other day used the word bris instead of brisk. Bris? I don't I, I don't remember the exact What is bris? Oh no. <laughs> oh it's a circumcision. Oh oh no, okay. We're, but yeah, I, we're I wish I remember the sentence because it was <laughs> the bris was the wrong word. It, it was like the, the context that they were using <laughs> the word bris in was horrifying. But brisk is like run. Fast. Yeah. Like it's a quick brisk. Quick. But bris is quick. Might be quick Brisk. too, but. Brisk, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 
Yeah. This is a great episode. Yeah. <laughs> Vocabulary. That's a good move. Should we should we move on or are we gonna go deeper into like Clinton's folly? It's only like four to five feet deep, you know. Is it really that? In shallow? most places, yeah. Some places it gets to like ten to twelve, but it just needs to be deep enough for those boats to float. And then of course for the you know, they gotta get the locks where they can raise and lower. Yeah, but the, but like I don't know if you're gonna dig a ninety mile long ditch, you might as well dig it, you know, not super deep. You know I guess I mean? that's true when you're using shovels and stuff. And yeah, all by hand. Does that's not like that's actually crazy. Isn't that crazy? New York State's a Big hecking estate. Do you do, did you do you remember bike and plastic the place that was where a road goes under the canal? I thought that was so cool. I've done that a couple of times. How does that work? How does the water just not like drip through the bottom of the road? I don't know. Onto the top of the road. Maybe there's like a like a cave or something. Like cave. there's a stone. Maybe there's stone that blocks it. I don't know. I don't know how things work. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be like the the guy who knows how like. The environment happens. What? Don't you know? I mean, you're the outdoorsy guy. I just we know. are all equally as part of the environment. Yeah, but you study it. <laughs> you study it. I I study pointing cameras and stuff. Scorsese. He has a new film coming out. Warner Herzog's Folly. <laughs> this has been my greatest folly. The greatest folly I've ever <laughs> in life. It's not making more movies about grizzly bears <laughs> fighting Baby Yoda. Okay. Uh, that was actually one of my worst Herzog impressions I've done in a long time. Uh, he does them frequently. I do. <laughs> it's like my one personality trait. is my Herzog impression. That's what I'm known for. An airplane? If you did an impression of Warner Herzog, do you think, and not prefaced it, do you think people would know who you're talking about? No. I think you're that good. That you no, I'm definitely not that good. I can't do any good impressions anymore. I used to be able to do a really good Trump, and I've lost him. Mm. I tried to... Back when I was writing this Herzog paper, I would make fun of Herzog so much by doing an impression. It got to the point where I, would, I tried to do a Trump and it was just Herzog still. <laughs> so. That's funny. We would do like stuff like that. When your impressions blur together so into one person. I got nothing left. Aberdolf Dinkler. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, what next? What should we talk about? I don't know. You have a list. I, I do have, I that's have a, a brief list. list. I guess... This is sort of similar to talking about the background versus, like, paying attention. Uh, I'm actually talking about papers, too. I feel like so many papers I write are sort of last minute, like, I'm writing it. Sorry, there's, like, a... School bus. No, there's, like, an airplane going out of her head. It was loud. Might have been the school bus. Anywho, I feel like I've written... I wrote a paper about climbing documentaries, so I watched May... Not May... Watching May for this next one. Sure. I watched uh, Free Solo, and I watched a film called Harder Than Everest. It's an Australian film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wrote, I wrote a paper about Herzog. Both are topics that I think are really interesting, that I'd love to actually do the work to write. Right, right. But like, I feel like in college, there's not time to actually like sit down and read six sources fully and engage with them. It, yeah. Do you experience that? Because it, it bums me out, because I yeah. want to explore these to the full extent, but I just don't have the energy, I don't have the time. I don't know if I talked about this. Like, like I'm wasting my time. In, in the podcast that we did a couple days ago, but it was about, like... Yeah, like for every class, it's the one that you have to reflection. Yeah, for, yeah. Run, write a one-page reflection for, which is okay, but it's also like I don't feel like I need to do that to account for my own learning. I feel like this is almost the opposite of that. Like I'm doing the bare minimum when I'd love to like huh. really go in and, and explore. But would things. your way to go into that and explore it be to write an essay about it though? Not even an essay, but just like to write. And when I was, when I had to write like two-page draft of this Herzog paper to, to show. Yeah, yeah, people. yeah. 
and I was I was gonna do bare minimum. I ended up writing like a page extra that I needed to just because I really oh. got into it because uh-huh. I was exploring this idea. Yeah. And I, there, I feel like there's a lot of papers in college and in high school too that like I'd love to just skim the surface. Just I I only skim the surface, but I'd love to be able to go in deep and like come to some earth shattering conclusion or, or find something no one's ever found before. Hmm. But I don't have the time, and it bums me out more than anything else. I feel yeah. like that's a flaw in academia is, is you're pushing for product and, like, completed work rather than, like, process and... No, I think it's the same. I think we're falling into the same folly where, like, <laughs> we, like, yeah, the, the one-page reflection is all process. And to me, that's not, a, like, if I wanted to account for my own learning, yeah, I might spend more time on it and, like, come back to revisit things that we really, like... You know, but I wouldn't do that via a one-page reflection that I has to get handed right. in. I'd do it in my own way, and that would be enough. You know, I, like, yeah, it gets caught up in the process sometimes. The process gets away and gets in the way of the progress. And I, I feel like academia, it, it, the focus is so much on, like, get a good grade and, and get the right answer. And yeah. Which is our educational system from the start. Right, and, and, and so. I don't think that's what learning is right learning is about going through you know getting things wrong but learning from that and I, I think liberal arts schools start to do that uh-huh. especially in my smaller classes I feel like there is room for discussion I generally I much prefer discussions to lectures because you can work through something together sure you can sure. say something and say I don't know if this is right but this is a thought I had what do you guys think and yeah I mean it's just like the reason I go to the school that I go to is because it has an educational like tilt to mm-hmm. all of our outdoor things so if I wanted to go learn, I've said this before, yeah. but if I want to go learn how to rock climb, I'm just going to go rock climb yeah. and do it, right? But if I want to learn different ways of thinking about rock climbing, you go to the school. If I want to learn how other people view rock climbing, how it's viewed by the industry, how like everybody else in the class, like if I want to expand my awareness of what rock climbing is to other people, I'm going to go learn about rock climbing. And that's going to have a different use than just going to learn how to climb exactly. rocks, you know? So... It's a similar thing of, like, school, we have to look at school in general and think, you know, is it a didactic process? Are we, um, are we assuming that we need to fill our people, our, our students up with knowledge? Like, we are the, the smart people that have all the answers to everything, and we're going to pour this empty glass that is our student filled with knowledge. the knowledge that we have? Yeah. Or do we assume that they come to the table with just as much intellect and informa- and, and and eyes to see the world around us as we do? And we create a new concoction And of we facilitate a situation that they can, they can change the way that they view the world around them. You know what I'm saying? And that's, you know, do you go to school to get a degree or do you go to school to become a a well-rounded person to become a more engaged person. And that's... In my sense, that's that's the difference between, like, facilitation and teaching. Yeah. A teacher is going to tell you, like, two plus two is four. Whereas a facilitator says, how do we get this answer? Yeah. Or, 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 like, set you up into a situation where that's... That's the answer. The same conclusion you're going to But you're going to get to it yourself. Yeah. Like, a a good facilitator shows you where to look but not what to see. It's deep. Which is some Jedi mind tricks, but... Yeah. That's where I'm at. I don't know. I, I agree. That could change in the future. I feel like there is some base knowledge that we all need to have in order to like move on. So I don't I, think it's sure. it's completely one or the other. Uh, but there's something more powerful about about being engaged with rather than being talked to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Which is why I think a class of like nine is a lot more effective than a class of three hundred. Yeah, but there's ways to do it. And there's there certainly are. Yeah. And the problem is that for a lot of the collegiate system, professors are people who are really good at the thing that they do and they get called in to teach that. Thing. Yeah. They don't come from an educational background and learn about a thing and learn how to apply their educational background to the thing. Where I feel like at the school that I go to, a lot of the teachers have an educational background, which means that they might be like pretty pretty good at their like skills mm-hmm. stuff. They're like rock climbing or natural history or whatever. But they also have that teaching. So they know how to like set up that conversation. And I'm not saying it's a it's a less like trained or like less sure absolutely good not. teacher. But, but it's different. But it's just a different way of looking at it. Like I'm sure the film whoever teaches film is like super good at that for sure. And with film there's different ways of doing it too. Yeah. You know, there's I could go sit in a class where the teacher says, We're gonna watch this video on how to use a camera. Mm-hmm. I want you to read the manual and figure it out. Or you can say, Hey, we're gonna go out and I'm gonna give you like an assignment, you gotta shoot these four shots on this camera. So you're gonna learn how to use the camera. That's a di- I'm giving the same skills, right? Yeah. But it's a vastly different way of, of learning them. Yeah. I've done both. I mean, I mean, and I, I personally am better with hands-on learning and, and mm-hmm. working through it. But different strokes, different folks, right? So some people might work better in a lecture-based context. Yeah. And it also works on mass a lot easier, I think. I, I mean, maybe not, but like, you can have a lecture hall of. More students than go to my entire college, <laughs> right? There's a reason for that, right. you know. So you can also have a seminar room where you can fit your whole college in theory, mm-hmm. and have a really good discussion there too. So it's all—I mean, it's all depending on what you want to get out of it, what yeah. what works for you, what you're—you know. There's a million different factors, mm-hmm. and and I, it's also like a whole lot of privilege to be like, yeah, we can complain. We can like that's true. Look we, at our it's educational good system and be like, ha yeah. It, wouldn't it be great if we could just like sip brandy all day and talk about these philosophical issues and you know? Is like, that not what we do on this podcast though? I don't know. My glass is filled with water. I, don't know oh, I mean, mine is too. Oh, okay. But you're absolutely right. And it's, I think it's important to acknowledge. You know, we're talking about higher education, like it's a gimme. But we're like, or do I need to get a job? So I'm gonna like go into a trade and, like, learn how to weld really well. And some and people don't do have that, that choice. You're absolutely you know? right. Like, like, if I come from... Which is totally valid. Where, yeah. I, I might just be looking for that. Because right. Because that's all I... You know, that's what society sort of forced me to... We live in a society. Do we now? That's what I've heard. Culture. <laughs> Taking an education and culture class right now, and, like, the first part of the class, the first... The, the professor was, like... Okay, cool. We're gonna try to define education and define culture. Oh wow! Like, oh man, oh, you're no. one of those professors. <laughs> like, oh god! You make us go through this discussion just so that we have <laughs> we we get to every dead end and like learn how to right. be okay with non closure. But it's like oh, everything is culture. Everything is education. <laughs> everything is everything. Everything. <laughs> but but how do we how do you narrow it down yeah. enough that we can have a productive conversation? Um, really. Really engaging and, and pretty fun, but like, oh. <laughs> yeah, totally. I wish my classes were more like that sometimes. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just the nature of what I'm taking. You know, I'm taking a film class where the goal is make a film. There's not a whole lot of, like, define a film. It's just make one. Yeah, sure. The clo- there's this quote about documentaries. And it says, documentaries are the creative treatment of actuality. Creative so that brings up what is actuality, how it's being creatively treated. Hmm. So there's aspects of it. 
my definition is you you take like a real situation right and you artistically transform it into a message that you want to get across or you yeah or you just make it pretty but like, but like through that no documentary is purely nonfiction. There is an interpretation. Yeah, I was gonna say there's like no way to not. We talked about that like in one of our first episodes with like any medium. Even right. As, so, as soon as you apply lens to it, attempt to yeah, you've automatically brought your baggage. You've automatically brought the baggage of the viewer. Yeah. You can't. Nothing is is objective. Or we we can't approach anything objective. So this is a strange. There's first person video games. Mm-hmm. There's third person video games. You know about second person video games? What is a second person video game? Did you see the Nick Robinson video? Yes, I did. <laughs> I almost watched it, but Nick Robinson's like super problematic. Oh, really? He like requested nudes from his fans and stuff. Oh, boy. But but I, I Maybe did it wasn't see... Nick Robinson then. I know he had a video about it, that's why. I... Anyway, uh... but but I would love to, because I didn't watch it, so let's tell me what you got out of this. So, there's this level in this really obscure like racing game where the... Oh, wait, I have something too about it. The player can can do like a, uh, can take over the consciousness mm-hmm. of another body. So like you can like, like, I don't know, what, what is that called? Like, like magic, like yourself into somebody else's body and control them for a little bit. Mind control? Yeah. Possess? Sure, possess. Um, and, and that's the plot of Mario Odyssey, right? Yes, essentially that. But it's, a ra- it's around mm-hmm. the form of a racing game. Kind of a weird two things to combine, but whatever. And in one game, the in in one of the episode in one of the, the levels, it's like how do you whatever, the player takes over the body of a dude that is chasing the first person player on a road, so you so becomes second person. So it becomes second person. So you are seeing the perspective of the car that you're driving right. through the person that's behind you chasing you. There's another example of that it's like, in a different what? game. Uh, and I'd forgotten about it until... I, I took a class about video games last semester. Oh, damn. Which I thought was going to be easy, but I got a B in it, so clearly it wasn't. <laughs> but um, Mario 64 is also... The whole game is second person. Really? Uh, because the, that was the first game that had free camera, like, ever. It was the okay. first 3D game, too. Sure. But they introduced the free camera as uh, Lakitu, the character Lakitu. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, filming Mario for something. So oh. the camera in-game is Lakitu filming... Mario, so the whole game is second person. Do you ever get to see Lakitu, though? You see him in the beginning, so it's it's third person for... Framed, yeah. And then you see him in, like, mirrors huh. behind you, which is kind of horrifying. Whoa. A programming nightmare, maybe. But, so, yeah, the whole game is second person because it's all filmed by another character of you. Playing. Huh. Yeah. Is that nuts? That is weird. I've never played Mario 64, but... Huh. You've never played Mario 64? No. I don't. I don't have anything to play on. It's on N sixty four. Oh, fair. And DS. I guess they remade it for DS. But huh. yeah, uh, that's interesting. I'm just catching up on the Nintendo craze. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. I just got a Switch. So, like I'm trying to go back and play all of. Oh, you just got a Switch. Yeah. Have I told you about the Switch? No, no, no. My friend, my best friend at school, his one of his friends never like she bought one and just never used it, so she oh. was trying to get rid of it. So I bought basically a brand new Switch cool. for a hundred dollars. Heck yeah, man. So that's cool. Yeah. Sweet. I'm playing a lot of. Lego City, actually. Lego City. Yeah, it's like GTA, but Legos. <gasps> so you just get f- to free roam around the city, and like that sounds cool. And you're a cop, so like no one you can't <laughs> like you can't break laws. I like that. So you're just like <laughs> break. It's amazing, but you can, like people don't die if you run over them. They just sort of jump 
out of the way, which is kind of fun. I try to get one to jump off a bridge because I'm a horrible person. <laughs> well, there's an invisible wall on the side of the bridge, so they'll just jump into it and land. Oh, huh, that sounds like a fun game. It's pretty lit. <laughs> Not sponsored. I'm just a fan. Playing a game, playing a game that's like meant for like twelve year olds. Playing it like I'm a serial killer. <laughs> jump off the bridge. I'm, I'm gonna force the game to kill you. Okay. No. 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 I did. So you play as a cop, right? And yes. Instead of like killing enemies, you beat them up and put them in handcuffs. Okay. So that's what you do for combat. Sure. But there was this glitch that happened for a split second where sometimes like the, the models will just explode in water. Uh-huh. So I punched this guy and he landed in a puddle of water and I was going to go to handcuff him and it exploded. I feel like I've played other Lego games so where like guy. you do kill people for lack of a better term. But you're supposed to be a cop in this and we can't, you know. There's a certain narrative being pushed here. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's the difference when there's like a Jedi, like, right. you know, killing Darth Vader or something. To, Versus, uh, yeah, know, okay, <laughs> a city cop. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> and they're not, you know, they're going to make it fun for kids, so they're not going to go into the, you know, the, the complicatedness of, of uh, you know, that whole thing. Whoops. <laughs> but yeah, this character exploded when I punched Isaac walks into a landmine. <laughs> Minefield. <laughs> Yeah. Should we navigate ourselves out of this? Yeah. What What other... Yeah, so Lego City, huh? That's another big one. That's fine. Also play... I'm playing The Witcher right now. They ported The Witcher to Switch. Really? Which is crazy, because it's like... Is that like... Uh, what's The Witcher like? It's a third person... It's like a Skyrim or third person, kind of, but it's yes. more RPG-esque than that. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, people talk really good about it all the time. Right? Yeah, apparently it's pretty good. So I bought it for the Switch on a whim. Mm. A whim, if you will. On a whim. A whim. On a folly. <laughs> Hasn't been folly yet. <laughs> Any other games you got for the Switch? Uh, I'm playing... There's a, a, The Switch has a lot of indie games on it, so I've been oh, sort of peeking sure, sure. through there. Yeah. Uh, part of me wants to get Breath of the Wild for Switch, but I already own it on <laughs> you already Wii U, have it, so, why? so it seems silly to get it on yeah, Switch. Yeah, there's no extra content for Switch. No, it's the exact same game. But Breath of the Wild 2 will be on Switch, so I'm just waiting Ooh. for that. Uh, Didn't know they were making a 2. They announced a sequel at E3 this year. That's You're probably be... in the woods already at that point. That's gotta be, yeah, definitely. It's gotta be big. I bought a new backpack for $100. Yeah, tell me about the backpack. It's a, like I said, it's a Daniel Designs backpack. Tell me about Daniel Designs. There's this weird, well, it's, there's this weird niche of like, they don't make them anymore. So like, finding them is like, hard, hard to, not hard to do, but like they're kind of a collector's <laughs> like thing. But there's a, um, there's a, uh, one of my professors really enjoys collecting them. So there's an odd niche of them around the place that I go to. And like, he'll sell them off. He'll like collect a really nice one and then like upgrade it, get a better one, you know, better like grade of the... And pass it off to schmucks like you? Yeah, yeah, that that need a a nice backpack. Um, So there's like a weird niche of them where I go to school. I don't, but like everywhere else... He sounds like he's cornered the market on on these backpacks. Kind of. There's also a huge following of them in Japan. Interesting. Which is, like, I don't know why, but, like, there's all these blogs of just, like, all in Japanese of, like, how, you know, the history and the background and all this. But they're super durable. They're, like, made... So new backpacks nowadays are, like, almost the planned obsolescence of, like, cell phones. Where, like, all the buckles and all the webbing and all the, like, hardware on all the phone and stuff? No, no. They are proprietary. So, like, the, the buckle that you would like on an Osprey backpack, so to say, is made by Osprey or contracted out to be made by right, Osprey. Yeah. But it, and the webbing is like 
an inch and like a quarter or like an inch and an eighth or something like it's all not standard so like if i want to if i break a buckle on my osprey backpack I have to go ah, to Osprey yeah. to buy their buckles. It's like you said, with, a- like with Apple, you know, you, you break your right. iPhone charger, you have to go to Got to go to Apple. But with these older backpacks, they're all one-inch and two-inch webbing. And you can buy one-inch and two-inch buckles on Anywhere, Amazon for like yeah. 50 cents. So it's like, that makes complete sense. That's, yeah. Wow. And they're not sewn in. So a lot of the, the, the big buckles on backpacks, the loop of fabric that like attaches them is sewn back to the backpack so that if you break the buckle you can't replace it because it's all yeah because it's just so it's like a loop of fabric that's sewn back so you have to like buy a new backpack essentially but with the older backpacks they didn't do that they the the, because they were built to like be good backpacks the buckles aren't sewn in you can unthread the buckle if you break it buy a two inch standard buckle and put it on there so this is the way to go. <laughs> yeah. This is the future of, like... For sure. Or the past, I guess. But they're also, there. like... They weigh, like, six pounds. Like, they're... they're, they're oh, my God, really? They're the complete, but they can carry... So there's this huge, weird... I haven't talked about this on the podcast yet, but... I feel like my niche... There, there's this whole new movement in backpacking to go, like, ultra-lightweight backpacking. Like, you see any... Like, any backpacker on YouTube right now is talking about lightweight, lightweight setup, ultra lightweight setup, winter backpacking lightweight. It's like the new, like, catchphrase, the new, like, flash word for backpacking. Um, and I see why. There's a lot of benefits to it. But that means everything in the industry is going towards that. There's, like, new new cottage vendors that are making... So the old ways are... They're making tiny, lightweight backpacks. These old backpacks that are super durable and huge and can carry loads on expeditions where you're carrying books, you're carrying climbing ropes, you're carrying like, you know, a week worth of food, all this sort of stuff are not being made anymore. Everybody's moving smaller, lighter, smaller. It makes it hard for expeditions like that. Right. Right. You can't find a backpack that's going to last through that. Now, arguably some companies are, are, are like, like there's also a huge through hiking industry that like, people are making niche backpacks for and they'll like say, oh, that's, that's a whole different, it's, it's a, a whole different yeah. game. So it's like, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it, I'm pushing back against that, against that push. I think it, it, it's important and it gets more people out there, but it's not the only way. And people, and it's becoming the only people way. get obsessed about it. Just like any new fad. Yeah. And like, it's starting to go a bit far. I think it's starting to be exclusive again. Right, which isn't. I mean, that's not helpful. For it's starting to be do. like, oh, I can buy this four hundred dollar, you know, whatever thing that's going to be so much lo- two ounces lighter than the other thing. So, uh, you know, I'm going to be such a better backpacker than you. It's that feeling of superiority. That's how they get you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure that's the. Isn't it funny? Like, <laughs> in, in every single like area, there's those snobs who like. And, and it, it's funny because it started out as a like backpacking lighter means more people can go out there and, and, you know, it makes it more comfortable for a wider audience. Mm-hmm. But now it's like come for a circle, full circle where it's like, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Now we're being exclusive mm-hmm. about our, you know, super lightweight, tiny thing. That's also coming from a guy that has a lot of very expensive gear, but, uh, 
So be it. <laughs> I mean, we both have expensive hobbies, right? You, you get you get the good stuff because it's worth paying for. Yeah. But it doesn't make you any better than anybody else that does it. Doesn't it, though? Doesn't. I'm, that was a joke. In uh, If you're doing something of production, yes. But if you're doing something of philosophy, no. Like, it, it, for you to make a film that you want to sell to other people... Yes, it matters. Does it? Because I've, I've shot my last couple of films on DSLRs, which are like $800 cameras, and they don't look significantly different from stuff shot on like $5,000 cameras, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair. It's about how you use it, right? True. I mean, I made iMovie my bitch back in the day. <laughs> iMovie's a weak piece of software, but if you know the ins and outs, you can make it do whatever you want it to do. And it's a free piece of software uh, for $15. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's it's your skill level that I matters. suppose that's true. There is a certain level of skill that does that does mean that is that works out. But I don't know. I yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I mean, I got my old backpack to work for however you know to to. They don't build things to last anymore. Right. So uh, you know, I don't know it. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> It does happen sometimes, rarely. But if you want to, it's definitely an airplane. But if you want to go and get get a job in the industry and you don't know what a red camera is, are sure, they be, you're absolutely right. They're going to turn you down, right? Like, yeah. But if, you can if you, you can just strictly don't have the tools of your industry. Can well, you, you compete? Right? But would you go out and find a job if you didn't have the, the tools and the skills? But that's not my point. Like that. No, that is my point exactly. Actually, is what I'm trying to say. Is it so? If you're trying to get a job, you want to, you want to know the tools of the industry, yeah, and and like, be up to date and like do the thing. But if you just want to do it for you, and if you want to do it because it's fun, because it's like, uh, sure, and that's different. Like like that, then it doesn't matter what you have, and that doesn't make you any better than Casey Neistat, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't believe you would say a name like that. What? He's nice that is not someone I think is a respectable film person. No, no, no. But every other blogger on the planet, it doesn't matter what equipment they use. They're just as good at blogging, to me at least, than Casey Neistat. Yeah. But as soon as you sell something to somebody else... Sure, but that's a different matters, That's right? a completely it, different exactly. category. Yeah. So then that's when your equipment matters more so. Then if you're just out there enjoying the woods, like... In my book, that's a that's a plus. But when you're like a, you when you're to, a guide, you yeah. want to know your shit. Then it's time to to start looking. So like, would I have my own personal lightweight, you know, ultra lightweight camping setup? Sure, yeah. But would I? Do I think that that's where I need to have to work in the industry? No. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so for those people, they're all doing it right. No matter what your past, as long as they're doing it, they're doing it. You know, and that's great. So it doesn't make you any better than anybody else, but people think it does because well, it's that sense <laughs> of superiority, right? Yeah. You know, I drink this drink, so I, therefore I'm better. I I watch, I consume this media, so therefore it's it, that's humanity. You push to find something that elevates <laughs> you over someone else. Yeah, that's well. all any of us want to do. Oh, in communist Russia, maybe not so much. <laughs> Anyways. No, let's let's take more to communist Russia. <laughs> Putin's folly. Stop saying that. He's gonna send like assassins after us. Um, he listens. 
He's a fan. <laughs> he sent in a voice message the other day. <laughs> yeah. Did he? I think you should talk more about my, my shirtless pictures. <laughs> I don't or think like, you talk about me on a horse nearly enough. Yeah, it's kind of weird that, like... I don't know. I don't know. No, no, no. That was too political. <laughs> I said happy impeachment in the last episode. What are you talking yeah, about? Too enough. political. Fair enough. Uh, that's funny. You're not yeah. going to say it? No, no, that's okay. Oh, <laughs> Okay, well, we got 10 minutes till the hour mark. Should I pull out another item from the list? Yeah, what do you got on the list? Uh, talked about... Oh! The po- the cat podcast. This is a quick thing, but I... You mean the one that we had, like, Well, no, this is, this is a podcast it's called Bilbcast. It's a cat named Bilbo. And it's just him purring into a microphone for, like, an hour. Is it ASMR? Kind of. I was wondering what your thoughts on, like... On a cat with its own podcast. That's our competition. I'm no better than them. You're no better than this cat? No. He's pretty cute. I follow him on Twitter. Yeah, fair enough. That cat's probably better than me, though. I don't think he's better how than How many followers do they have? What are their numbers looking like? Well, let's, pull, let's see how many followers they got. We'll pull up Twitter. I'm not telling you guys. It's like that egg that we talked about. That it's like the time. egg. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Did we ever talk about the big cow? The big cow? I, I know some big cows. So he's got 74.5 thousand followers. On on Twitter, Twitter. He's he's uh his pinned tweet is a tweet that says register to vote or else, <laughs> which I think is pretty great. Have you have, did we never talk about the big cow? No, what big cow? Are you oh talking my about? god, that was on the list a while ago, and I took it off because I thought it was no longer relevant. You know when the cows are sitting down, it's, it's gonna, gonna rain. rain. <laughs> All right, I'm you, mis- you Midwestern boys know that. Pulling off the big cow. Are you ready? Did I tell you about the time that my friend signed me up for FarmersOnlyMeat.com? It's hilarious. Are you prepared for the big cow? <sighs> Never not. I'm going to use this picture instead. Oh my god. Listeners, I'm sure you know what I'm, this has been a meme for a while. Apparently it's not technically a cow, but like look at that. How is it not technically a cow? I don't know, because I, I sort of have blocked that narrative out, because it doesn't fit what I want. Hashtag America. What is... <laughs> what? He's, he's mesmerized by the big cow. Why is this cow so big? I don't know, but like... I get this weird fear in the pit of my stomach when I look at it. Or are the other cows just that No, small? the cow's like six... How big is... It's big. It's like freakishly big. Yeah, this was a meme last spring. Last spring? Yeah. Like, I was not... Yeah, that's why... Memes I, last... I put it on the list to talk about when we eventually... And then we didn't record that many this summer. Because of the whole, like, camp thing. Oh, I... God damn. I, I clicked on this this picture, <laughs> and it took me to uh, maybe a Google support... I don't know, some maybe a Wikipedia page that says, what is copyright? <laughs> well, what, can you tell us what copyright is? Um, Please read this. Audiovisual works, such as TV shows, movies, and online videos, sound recordings, written works, visual works, video things. games, dramatic works, such as plays and music, musicals. Is it pop- possible to use copyrighted, <laughs> protected work without infringing? Yes. Right, uh, That's all use, you need to know. Fair use. Uh, Give I'm, credit to the owner. If you use something in a transformative way, you can argue fair Refrain use. from monetizing on infringed content. Maybe. Yeah, but how am I going to get my, my vlogs to support me? Purchase the content. That means purchase the rights. That doesn't, if you buy a song on iTunes, you don't automatically get to... Record the content from, from TV, a movie theater, or the radio. Wait, that's illegal, though. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, that's super illegal. Wait, 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 wait. Hold wait, on. Wait, wait. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Google help desk. What are you telling me? 
recorded the content yourself from TV, a movie theater, or the radio. That's a crime. I don't... No, yeah. that's a crime. Yeah. That's copyright infringement. Copied the content yourself from a textbook, a movie poster, or a Wait, these are all illegal. <laughs> are, these, are these things that are copyright infringement? Is that what it's talking about? State, state that no copyright infringement is intended. <laughs> I'm so confused. Are these things that don't make it okay, do you think? What's the difference between copyright and trademark? Copyright, well, everything is automatically copyrighted, but to get a trademark, you have to register for it. Like, this podcast is copyrighted. Because we've created it and we've put it out there. Frequently asked questions. But it, if we, if I contacted the board of copyright stuff, I don't know what the official title is, and and paid a I few have permission to, get to use this content podcast trademarks. How do I get permission to use somebody else's image or footage? Pay them a million dollars. I have this film. It's a big feature film about, about a summer camp that I'm gonna make in the future at some point, like a like a full length film. I want to end it with with good riddance, but I know it's gonna cost three million dollars. What's good riddance? The Green Day, uh, <laughs> the Green Day song. Nice. I uh, hope you had the time of your life that one. Yeah, because it's a nice song. We we always sing it at the end of each session at camp. Oh. But it, just to pay for the rights to use the words is going to be at least a thousand dollars. Guarantee it. At least a thousand dollars to use the words. Yeah. So what if you? If I and I'm saying I'm gonna. It's it's gonna it's be. How do cover songs work, man? Well, you're not monetizing cover songs a lot of the time, or you are and you buy the rights to the song. What if you find somebody that does a cover to that song? Would it be a lot cheaper to use that song in copyright? Probably. Or would they have to use that song? But they'd song? have to pay, They and so it'd be like, and they'd probably charge a little bit more because they had to get the rights to it. Huh. Yeah, it's complicated. It's it's really complicated. That's weird. Yeah, how do, I wonder how some artists get away with covers and some don't. I mean, you, if you get... You don't necessarily need to have, if you're like, if I'm Taylor Swift and I want to cover like a Weezer song and I'm friends with Weezer, I don't know why these are the examples I've picked. Uh, I can go to them and say, hey Weezer, you know how we're buds and we got drinks last Saturday and we went bowling? But I mean like this people the, on YouTube like doing covers. But that's different because they're, they're not like, those are not monetized. They're not monetized and there's like a fair use thing where if you're not like intending to make money or you're transforming something in a unique way. Yeah. How much does it have to be transformed? It's really subjective. Fair use is so convoluted. Mm. Copyright is so convoluted too. Mm-hmm. Like to use a song in my film, for example, let's say I wanted to use a Star Wars soundtrack song. That's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, I have to buy. I have to pay for the rights to the song itself. Sure. I have to pay for sync rights, which means I can take the audio and put it in my film. I have to pay for if I wanted the film to like be distributed. I have to pay for distribution rights. And each time that film is showed, I'd have to pay a little bit for each song. Wow. So it's like it's crazy. So that's why a lot of people commission soundtrack. I mean, that plus it just makes your film better, but it's way cheaper usually to pay someone to write a score. Huh. Dang. Unless you don't know someone to write a score. Sure. Which. Do you have a, do you have like an orchestra, like a, like a music department? Yeah. And there's, there's like composition students. I'm having one of them write a song for, oh, for my upcoming film. That's cool. We get the horses to drag the logs that we're using to build our cabin from the lower pasture to our place. For their draft power class and for all law building right. So like interdisciplinary. And those trees fun. were chopped down from the forest woodlot management class. Yo, it's it's all <laughs> it's all one. That's day. the type of circles we're getting into. <laughs> I don't know about you, but <laughs> you, you know, you, we use actors from the theater department. We get yeah, props yeah. and costumes from the costuming people. You know, composition students to write song. You know, it's uh-huh. all other cinema students to come and crew. Because <sighs> no one in the class will crew for each other. What's crew? Like, just to help on set, hold the boom pole or do oh, this or something. The boom guy. The boom guy. The boomer, if you will. 
There's this great... Okay, uh, I'm, I'm in this, <laughs> this movie set meme uh, Facebook group, and there's been a lot of like, all right, hold for room tone. Okay, boomer. <laughs> type memes, and it's it's always kind of funny. What is what is okay, boomer? Can you explain that to me? It's just and like... to the audience 50,000 years in the future. Well, uh, <laughs> if, from whatever space station you're listening from, 50,000 years in the future, because we know where it's gone. Uh, <laughs> or at least the human race is on its last legs. Uh, a boomer is someone who was born sort of after the, between the 50s and like the 80s sort of, right? Or 40s to 60s. I don't know the exact dates. But it's like right after World War II. Okay. To a certain point. Maybe the 60s. Uh-huh. Uh, but okay, boomer. Like, you know how boomers are very like, oh, millennials are doing so bad. They complain about They complain a lot about that. And rather than like, having an argument with them to shut them down, like, okay, boomer. Like, it's, it's sort of like a, whatever, you're old, you don't get it. Kind of What's thing. the response from boomers? Uh, well, some people want to have it classified as a slur. Oh, okay. Like, oh, it's the new N-word. Well, okay, but if we can say boomer but not say the N-word, one of them is worse. <laughs> if you can say one word but not the other, one of them is much, much worse. Yeah, I was going to say there's uh, a reason why. <laughs> but, like, Yikes. some, like, workplaces are like, we don't, we don't appreciate the use of the B-word in the, huh. in the workplace. They... You know, they're called millennials too sensitive and snowflakes, but then, you know, but the then that meme is, is interesting. I'm just, I'm, I've seen this, this joke on Twitter a lot, but I'm waiting for like someone in, in like a democratic debate to say like, okay, boomer to Joe Biden or something. Cause it's only a matter of time. Yeah. But when are millennials going to say, okay, Gen Z's or like Gen Z's. Yeah, but Gen Z's okay. are just minding their own business. <laughs> Who's a Gen Z? Are we Gen uh, Gen, I think we're technically Gen Z. Not millennials. Millennials was like. The generation right before. Yes. Uh-huh. But, like, we're sort of on the cusp in between. In between millennials and Gen Z. And who's after us? Gen Z still, I think. No, no, no. <laughs> Who comes after? We Who's, who's Gen... in preschool right now? What's their generation? I don't know if they have a name yet. Should we come up with one? Is that, is that the... the I'm sure they have a generation. But should we, should we look it up or should we come up with, like... Clinton's fault. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes millennial. So it goes boomer. Gen X. <laughs> Millennial, Gen Z, <laughs> Clinton's folly. More like your boy's folly. You know what I'm saying? No. What are you saying? No, I'm just messing with you. Do what Clinton's your boy? <laughs> no, like, like, like our our peers having children. Those okay, Oh, I see what you're doing. I see. I see what you mean. Yeah, I guess kids in preschool would be our peers' kids, wouldn't they? I mean, that's wild. Yo, there's people who we well, are in high yeah, school with who do say, have kids. Yeah, that's know, nuts. Right? Isn't that isn't that fun? I can't even like manage my own time, much less like a child and a job and and. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I did have a nine year old call me dad this summer though. Oh, that's that not was good. You can't that was that. bizarre. That that. Why did they do that? I think they were doing it as a joke. Because my CITs did it as a joke because okay, I was well, like, yeah. "There's CIT. Don't say that." Can I say that? I mean, you can. It just doesn't sound good. Neil deGrasse Tyson posted something. It was like, well, if you say, okay, boomer, I can say, okay, millennial, right? And everyone just responded, okay, boomer, over and over and over. Because Neil deGrasse Tyson. But he's like one of our favorite boomers, you know? What's wrong with him? He's just pedantic. What? I come out of the woods and I learned that we have to hate all these people now. (laughs) Wait till you hear about Mr. Rogers. I'm kidding. Mr. Rogers is literally the most perfect man ever to live. He's perfect. Have you seen that new movie? I haven't seen it yet, but the trailer has brought me to tears multiple times. Because there's, there's something really comforting about Tom too. Hanks telling me that I'm yeah. loved, that just like Tom Hanks, it, it, like it dad. actually brings me to. Like, we don't hate Tom Hanks, right? No, Tom Hanks is unproblematic. Okay, good, 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 cool. No, he's still good. I hope. 
<laughs> By the time we release this episode, who knows? I mean, we'll wow. be dirt on him. He was Boy. nice to someone else. Can't we just like the people we like in the time that we like them? No, nah, dude, Jeff Goldblum's bad now, too. Jeff Goldblum's that, bad? He's like, well, Woody Allen's probably fine. Innocent until proven guilty. Like, no, Woody Allen sucks. Uh, see, I try not to. I try not to either. I mean, I, I do. People do bad things, and that's bad. But it's like. Uh, well, I, there's just some bad things and, like, predatory stuff, like what. You know, no, also a bad Stacey thing. And, and stuff like that. But. And, and that does change my view on them. But, but I don't I, know if it if it means that, like, I have to have, have hated them. Like, people no, are always no. like, oh, I hated, I didn't like them from the very, like, I love Kevin Jeff Goldblum, I didn't even like him in Jurassic Park. And exactly. Like, that's and, and not true. That. That's not true. I love Kevin Spacey. I loved Kevin Spacey. I think he's a talented actor. Horrible person. Right, like, right. Like, Bad dude, and that doesn't mean we have to hate. I I, I don't know if that. And means I don't want to like give him any more. Like I don't want to give him any more praise or, or. Yeah. But like, I can look back at his work and say, "Wow, he was really good in that." Yeah. But what a crappy dude. Yeah, I don't know. I thought like it's like House of Cards. That was the show he was on on Netflix. Sure. They just wrote him out of the show and, and put another character into, it, and it worked. And it, like that's the thing you do is you just like you say, "We no longer want you." You know, we no thank you. Yes. We're gonna move on. Yeah. That's the way you know instead of. Spending the rest of her life, like, oh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Like you say, wow, he sucks. Moving on with my life and not giving him yeah. the time of day. Fair enough. Wow, what Just like DeWitt Clinton. Just like DeWitt Clinton and his, and his folly. Your <laughs> canal never worked out. We all know this. <laughs> we all know this. Hey, I'm not sitting on a canal boat right now. I'll tell you that I mean, how many times have I biked the Erie Canal, though? Twice. Oh. Just twice. The whole way? Once fully, and then I went about halfway the first time. Right. So one and a half, I guess. Did you bike there and back? No, we went. Well, that counts one. I thought that'd be twice, right? Because you've already done the whole canal and you come back. I've I've ridden a train along the canal several times. Uh huh. But that's not really the same at all. A train along the canal? I mean, the the train from like Buffalo to the Albany sort of follows the. I mean, yeah, so does the ninety, but. <laughs> True. <laughs> we don't really consider no, that you're a feat. Right. Yes, <laughs> I, I did that on Saturday. It wasn't maybe like, it was folly know, it was to cool, say that. <laughs> it's a cool thing that I did. I don't know why I looked in the camera. <laughs> that would be Eisenhower's folly. Interesting. The yeah, the interstate yeah. system. You know, who else had follies? Let's just look through history. Everybody, all the time. Not us. Just kidding. I've in definitely follies. had follies. I see what you did there. <laughs> is that is is this the end of the episode? I think that's all we, we got. Now that we're just saying folly <laughs> over and over. Uh, well, listeners, this was fun. Uh, we can probably get at least one more out. Yeah, we'll get another one in, I'm sure. I've still got like a bunch of camp stories I want to tell you because they're good. I still have nothing written down. The pirate. Well, you've got time. <laughs> I've got pirate stories. You've got that to look forward to. I've got uh, a kayak story, too, in Roman numerals because uh, it's fancier that way. Did you already tell a kayak story? I haven't. I've t- well, we told the kayak story when you when you pushed me. And I flipped <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. Good one. Actually, to wrap up, we were... One of my friends was listening to the show, and I was, we had a comedy show coming up, so I was asking people what uh, pre-show music they might want, because I, I do the PowerPoint, and he said, I want this episode of Ketchup Cast. It was the one where I tell the kayak story. Gross. And I said, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I said, no, the kayak story is fantastic. And then my whole comedy troupe listened to the kayak story, and they didn't think it was that funny. Yeah, that's right, because they actually are professional comedians. We do our best. Yeah, fair enough. All right, listeners, we'll see you next time. Uh... Okay, Boomer. No. You want to make one more folly joke? Or, or, or was that my folly was saying? Ethan's folly oh, is saying... Oh, this has gone too far. Okay. This has gone way too Goodbye. far. Goodbye. <laughs>